0: Hello and welcome to the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff and I'm your host of the show. And today I am very excited to bring a topic of self-improvement and self-knowledge to you by having Giovanna Franklin on the show, who's a mother, a wife and mother of two. We're going to unpack self-improvement and uh, self-knowledge, but For starters, Giovanna, welcome to the show today.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so thrilled.
0: Yeah, we're excited to meet you and learn more about your story. And talking to you a little bit before the show, I'm I'm really excited to talk to you about self-improvement and self-knowledge and how you utilize those things in your life and how you've utilized that in finding out more about your child. You have two children? Yes. And is one child uh, with special needs or?
1: Yes. Yeah, so my eldest daughter, she's, she's fine. She's great. And uh, then my son came along two years after my daughter, and uh, he was diagnosed with autism when he was about
0: four years old. He's 12?
1: Yeah, nearly Christmas Day. So Christmas Day will be 12.
0: How early did signs start uh, kind of telling you that maybe something was, was different?
1: Looking back, I would say right when I was already, when I was pregnant, because I could feel him. I didn't know if he was a boy or a girl, but I could feel he was moving in a kind of jerky way. It wasn't, I remember my daughter was really graceful (laughs) when uh, she was in my tummy. I remember I could visualize her kind of dancing. She was moving all the time, but it was very graceful, very gentle movement. With my son, I remember feeling really kind of, I thought he was kind of elbowing me. And towards the end, I thought that that increased. And I felt that he he was desperate to get out. He was desperate to, to show up, present himself. And he did, actually. He was born about two weeks earlier than schedule so he wasn't supposed to to be born on Christmas day so we were actually on holiday visiting family at the time and and so surprised um and he was a super quick birth and so yeah there was something different about him and his screams when he was hungry were beyond the normal <laughs> screams of a baby everything was different he was incredibly he was sleeping he was started sleeping through the night at three months like my daughter, but when he was awake, it just wouldn't stop. There was no stopping him. Uh, he was incredibly quick, incredibly curious as well. But I thought, you know, he's a boy. I was used to my girl and girls are different. And I remember myself, the difference between myself and my brother uh, when we were growing up and I was super quiet and my my brother's nickname was, Atilla <laughs> Behan. So, to give you an idea, and so I thought, okay, that's what boys do. And but then he was he was not speaking. He was kept bubbling. Looking back, there were signs, but we were kind of in denial for a long time, I suppose. And that's probably why the diagnosis didn't come earlier than that. So, yeah, I suppose uh, I don't know what happened. There is no history of autism in my family or anything like that. So, but I know that it's not an inherited condition. And so it's
0: just one of these things. Yeah. Yeah. And what we started talking about before the show that I found so interesting is you have a, um, you have a philosophy, which isn't, I I wouldn't say it's unique to just you, but you seem to uh, be very vigilant with how you approach Challenges in your life—is that fair to say? Yeah. Share a little bit about about how you and your husband handled this newfound knowledge of your son being on the autism spectrum.
1: So, of course, it's not a unique perspective. So, I read Pollyanna when I was a kid, and I know it sounds really silly, but it really had a massive impact on me. I couldn't tell you the story; I can't remember what the plot was. But it was just this thing that there is always a silver lining. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It matters how you react. And if you look, and sometimes you have to look harder. (laughs) Sometimes you have to really, really look closely, but there will be an opportunity and it will be an opportunity for you to grow. When things are easy, there's nothing for you to do, right? And there's nothing for you to learn. Things just happen to you and yeah, okay. But it's when we get a challenge that, we grow, we learn something new. So the diagnosis came at the end of a 10-year period, which was pretty challenging. So it was one thing after the other. And the last few things were my mom passed away shortly before, and then she had Parkinson's. So it was a long illness. My auntie passed away right a year after that, and I was very close to her. So there were lots of things happening. And then This was kind of like the last, almost the last straw. And I was like, really? (laughs) Um, um, Have I done something? (laughs) But I thought, okay, you know what? This is another thing. Just do something. Like I was saying to you, I'm a very solution-driven person. When somebody says to me, oh, this is happening. I've got this problem. My first knee-jerk reaction is, Ooh, let's let's see what what can we do? what can we do? to the point that it's annoying sometimes to other people and now I actually ask people when they tell me their problems, are you asking for a solution? do you want me yeah. to help you or are you just venting because let me know because that way you know I'll be quiet then <laughs> yes. there's always something you can do you know my mom used to say only when you're dead, there's nothing you can do. okay, that's the end of the line for
0: sure so You were able to kick that into gear right away. Did you say you took, you you and your husband decided to take one night to sort of grieve? Yeah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yes. So we came back from the pediatrician's office. Uh, It was an afternoon. They gave us verdict. (laughs) And okay. So on the way home, we stopped by. Uh, a supermarket and we we got uh something for dinner a bottle of wine we were not talking very much and okay we just had dinner we put the kids to bed and then we just sat down uh with a bottle between us and we had a couple of drinks and we kind of yeah commiserated each other for a little bit but my husband is very much like me he is very upbeat and he said to me listen this is not this is not the the, the end of anything. This is, this is something that we can do something about. I don't know what, but it's not. What he said to me was, autism is not a static condition, whatever it is, because he's a teacher and he actually works with children on the spectrum in his school. And so he said to me, what I can see from my professional experience is that they can change, they can improve. We can teach, we can do things. So whatever happens, we can do this. And so literally the next day, I decided I had to, first of all, understand what it, what this is, what autism is, because the doctors were not helping at all. I mean, they gave us a leaflet before we left that said, you know, it was kind of like, you know, the Simpsons when Homer gets that leaflet, so you're going to die. (laughs) And it was a leaflet. It was like, so your son is, uh, your child is autistic. What? Wow. And it's that thing, and the phrase that really hit me was, uh, and here are some tips on how to cope with your child with autism. Wow. And I was like, I don't want to cope. I really don't like that word at all. I to, That's not what I want, that's not the relationship I want to have with my child, like cope. Like yeah. it's a burden, like it's a, something, a nuisance. or." Something I have to put up with? No, that's I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not doing that. And so, so I went out and I wanted to find some books. And I went, and it's amazing when you know you call it serendipity, you call it you know God, whatever you you want to call it. But I went out. I went to the. I took the train. I went to downtown to the central. To the city center and uh, i went to the bookshop and the first thing i see when i go into the bookshop on the left hand side the whole wall was covered in books by temple grandin the autistic brain okay never heard of temple grandin i didn't know who she was i learned afterwards i don't know if you're familiar with her um her work and but it was the book was called "The Autistic Brain, so i've I've got to read it, right? Yeah, and that was the first of many books that I started to read on the subject. And I wanted to know everything about the latest medical studies, research. That's when I found out about biomedicine, bi- all this kind of stuff that I never thought in a million years I was going to immerse myself. I've never been a science. I've never been a science person. I did humanities at at, you know, university. I've 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 never liked science or medicine or anything like that. And here I was, but you know, needs must. That was the start, and then from there I started searching on internet, and I found forums with other parents, and I started to reach out, and I started doing all sorts of. I wanted to find a treatment. I wanted to find some. Solution. Because when I talked to the doctor, said to me, "Okay, we don't know what autism is. We don't know where it comes from, but we know it's incurable." And I'm like, "Did you even try? How do you know it's incurable if you didn't try? You don't know what it is. What do you know, by the way? You know they just have their check. And no disrespect. Okay, I know the doctors they studied and everything, but that made me even more angry because I thought, well, aren't you curious? Where's the professional?" curiosity or the scientific curiosity there so so I thought no I'm gonna try and do something Uh, and so that started the whole journey and then along that looking and researching and lots of vitamins and lots of supplements and lots of stuff I stumbled into this thing called homeopathy because I was looking on internet and I found this lady who is a homeopath and she was not far from me and uh, her website said, I specialize in helping children with autism. And I thought, okay, I have no idea what this is, but I looked at her credentials and where she studied and everything, and she looked legit. (laughs) And so I called her up and uh, we started and she started giving him something. It was like a small little sugar pill looked like. And my son started to react to that, and he started to kind of look different. It was hmm. very subtle. His eyes started to get more into focus, hmm. um, like more present. He was looking at me, and I could see there was something there. He was not speaking at the time, by the way. And so I asked her, "So, what is this again? What? How does that work?" And so she said, you know what, there's a book that you can read, and it's Miranda Castro's Ontario Medica, which is one of the basic books for homeopathy. So I, I read the introduction, and I read about what homeopathy is, how it came about, what it does, how, you know, holistic, the holistic principle, the natural principle. And I, get, I got goosebumps, and I was like, where has this stuff been all my life? Why? Did I not know about this? Why, why, why? (laughs) And I ended up doing so much reading about this and so much research that I thought, why don't I train? And uh, so I asked my my homeopath, where did you study? So she studied in London at the uh, University, the Faculty of Homeopathy in London. And that's a bit too far for me because I'm in Scotland. And so I looked at other options and I found... The school where I uh, eventually started my my course, and long story short, I graduated. In the meantime, I could do this because, in the meantime, my, my son was improving.
0: Wow! And he started to
1: speak, and it wasn't overnight. It wasn't, you know, whoa, magic. But he started to speak one word every day, one new word every day. Wow! And then, you know, short sentences. A little longer sentence, you know, three-word sentences, four-word sentences. Painfully slow, painfully slow. Yeah. But, and it calmed down because we had terrible issues with aggressive behavior. And that was very distressing. That was really bad because we didn't know where that was coming from at the beginning. You know, you think, well, we don't have that behavior. We don't. show that behavior so how where does that come from i didn't know at the time where it was coming from and and so as he became more settled and happier and he didn't need 24 7 you know looking (laughs) watching then i had time to do my reading my studying and and everything else and so everything slowly kind of started to fall into place and i became really really passionate about this modality that can do so much i'm not saying it's a miracle it doesn't i'm i don't talk about cure or recover or anything i'm just saying there's stuff you can do to improve your life it's about quality of life right at the end of the day and that's what i wanted and I'm still working on my son. Of course, you always work on your children. I mean, yes. you don't just, okay, you're okay now. <laughs> yeah. Get off, off you go. Uh, they're still growing. He's, he's nearly 12. My daughter is 14. So, you know, we have a happy life. We have an easier life. And I think, you know, and if I learned to do that, why would I not share it with right. other
0: people? so so that's that's what i'm doing now what's the name of the book again the first introduction to the oh yeah
1: it's uh it's called um it's miranda castro Miranda. miranda castro is a very famous homeopath and it's uh materia medica complete handbook of materia medica and it's a book that has that is perfect for beginners, for mothers, because it has a lot of uh, advice on acute, you know, colds, flu, coughs, you know, family. It's a family book, basically. And it's the first one that everybody tells people who want to start with, uh, with homeopathy. And it's very, very simple.
0: Are you working with people, families? Um, is that what stage are you at with your training now yes so i
1: graduated a few years ago and i started working right off the bat and first to be to be honest i didn't want to be the autism specialist i don't even know why i just wanted to work with everybody you know it's like being a gp you you work with people who come with different conditions, you know, IBS or nice. digestive issues or thyroid issues, and, and I was happy with that. It's a good variety. But then working with other colleagues, they, they were saying to me, why don't you specialize? Why do, not, do you not have your own niche? And why don't you choose this? You know so much about autism because you, you live in it, you've lived it. And so I thought, all right, okay. And I was already working with some families with children with autism or ADHD, decided, okay, so let's, okay, let's do this. And so now I primarily uh, work with families with, uh, with children with autism. It's intensive work because obviously you work through the parents, typically through the mother. So you take on, the pain as well you know it's uh, it's not uh, it's not a cold clinical relationship because it's a holistic modality so everything comes into play your emotions, your feelings as well as the the physical symptoms and of course you're taking the case through the parents through the mother typically because the child usually is very young or maybe nonverbal and so on. And so use the stress the mother is going through. And of course, what I try to do is help the parents as well, which sometimes is hard to do purely because as a mother, you're always saying, no, don't worry about me, I'm fine. Just, you know, let's talk about my son. And I'm like, yes, but unless you are really well in yourself, emotionally as well as physically you cannot look after anybody else so it is intensive work but at the same time it's so rewarding uh, when you see even the small results i'm not talking about like i said it's not a miracle cure or anything but when you go from you know a child who can only eat three things okay and like my, my son used to eat three things basically pasta with pesto sauce fish fingers and biscuits okay and that was it you can't go to a restaurant you cannot go on holiday if you go on holiday you have to pack the food that you know he eats because you know it can be a problem if it's a different brand right so imagine just fixing that uh when my son started to eat he just started literally with a piece of sausage from his sister's plate. For some reason, he became curious, and he and he put it in his mouth, and he was like, and it started from there, and now he can eat anything. So even just one thing, or just for sleep. I know some children who've never slept a whole night. Yeah. Even with melatonin. Melatonin makes you fall asleep, but it doesn't keep you
0: asleep. Right. So
1: you still wake up during the night. And if one member of the family doesn't sleep, the whole family doesn't sleep.
0: That's right. And so
1: you know what it's like. So even improving on that, the quality of life is transformed, you know? So yeah, your child is still autistic. I know, I know. But yeah. <laughs> but now you can sleep.
0: <laughs> can you, um, for the listeners, and I'm I'm one of them who like, homeopathy or what, I can't even say the word. What does this look like? What are some of the things that you're doing with these families to get these, these you know, incremental improvements? Can you paint a picture that I can maybe? Sure. understand?
1: Well, it looks very much like going to almost any therapist. So you tell me, I usually send out a form so you can put in your, you know, medical information just basic timeline birth. I start from the pregnancy when it's about children, because sometimes, not all the time, but what happens during the pregnancy if the mother was under stress, for example, or if she was unwell during pregnancy, if there was medication involved. I mean, there may be some clues. The birth as well, some births are traumatic and that can make a difference. My son was born with forceps, for example. And at the time, everything was fine. I mean, it didn't look, there was no damage, no visible damage at all. And then later on, I realized with a chiropractor, with the help of a chiropractor, that the forceps had kind of messed up the cranial plates, even though you couldn't see anything from the outside. And so craniosacral is another tool that you can use for example in this cases. but apart from that then there are there's other things that can happen if the baby's premature you know lots of things so i take the history basically and then i take uh symptoms the current symptoms and what i'm trying to do is form a picture it's like a jigsaw puzzle i want to see what your child is like and it's not just about The symptoms, the physical symptoms, the eating, the sleeping or not sleeping. I go through everything, basically. But it's also about your child as as an individual. What does he like doing? How does he play? What does he enjoy? What makes it happy? Or what's he scared of? What are his fears? So I'm trying to get a complete picture because this is a holistic modality. And so everybody's different. So you need to get to the heart of the person. And then based on that, the remedies, homeopathic medicines are called remedies, and there are thousands of different remedies. They are made from plants, minerals, from just about anything that totally natural. And the idea is that you find the right match between the medicine and the individual. That's the way it works. It's like the the medicine itself is only there to stimulate your immune system. And so I always explain it this way. It's like acupuncture because everybody knows what acupuncture is, but without the needles. So acupuncture, the needles, they don't have any medicine in them. The needles don't do anything. They are just needles. The way that it works is that the therapist puts the needles in some um, specific points in your body to so that your immune system is stimulated. And so your body does the healing, it's not the needles. And in the same way, the homeopathic medicine, the remedies, they don't do anything in themselves. They stimulate your immune system because the basic belief is that we can all heal. We all have the tools, the, the equipment to heal. Sometimes we get stuck and sometimes we get really, really stuck. Yeah. And so we need a kind of push.
0: <laughs>
1: That's all it is. So your body can heal to the best of its abilities. And that's important to understand because of course everybody says to me, Okay, how much improvements can I see? Right. What's the limit? And nobody knows that. It really depends on your your own body, your own immune system, what the cards that you've been dealt, basically, the DNA that we all that we were born with. These are the cards that we were dealt, but even with you know bad cards i'm not a poker player i don't know what i'm talking about here but you know but even if you have bad cards if you are a good player you can make the most of what you have that's what i'm saying
0: <laughs> i see because so my second child is uh he's 12 now and he's nonverbal and he's very according to he's very low functioning wears a diaper and so I hear, you know, do the brain map, you know, do, do the brain mapping and then treatment homeopathy. And, and it's like, I don't wear therapies, ABA, all the different types of treatment. It's like, where, you know, what do I do? So I, I just, I'm imagining our listeners saying, okay, I want to try, you know, we want to try everything, right? And it's just, it, it can be challenging to know where to invest time, money, and energy, right? So that's kind of like something that comes to mind. What do you, is this an expensive process to go kind of through this kind of treatment?
1: This is a very good question. And the answer is no, it's not expensive. And that's the the best kept secret about homeopathy. And I'm guessing the reason why as a modality, it's not that well-known or well pushed, (laughs) Um, I know how cost effective it is, because before coming to homeopathy, I tried everything else that you mentioned. Uh So I tried biomedicine before, because I realized, and I believe that it is a medical condition. And so, yes, ABA, I tried ABA, it didn't really work worked out it's not popular over here by the way in the uk it almost doesn't exist so i had to find somebody from another town so the cost was uh, um but anyway what else did i try Uh, i biomedical so i realized that there was something that is i learned about the gut brain connection and the gut dysbiosis and all this good stuff and i learned that in the states there you're you guys are much more advanced in this kind of research. So I reached out to a biomedical doctor in Washington. We did DNA tests. We did all sorts of tests. Are expensive. Yeah. <laughs> and we did a few consultations and he sent me a lot of supplements. I, if I, I had to put a figure, I spent a few thousand dollars in that process plus the aba that i did and so and for it didn't work i mean i'm I'm just saying that all that stuff didn't work by the way but i did try because because like you say you, you try my thing was i'm going to try everything as long as it's natural non-invasive and it doesn't bankrupt me okay so yes. i was willing to try all this stuff and i did and then when it came to homeopathy, I realized that it's it's a fraction of what I actually spent. And so one of the questions that I saw that you had in your list, what do you wish that you knew before? I wish I knew somebody who would say to me, hey, look, you can do this. Look, I have done this. Um, I had to try. I had to do an awful lot of trial and error before I came to homeopathy and so it's one of the things that i tell uh, the parents i know how much how expensive it is i know that homeopathy is not covered by insurance if you are in the us i have a i work with a lot of families in the us and so i understand that but at the same time compared to what the cost would be for biomedicine it doesn't compare because the thing is you don't need homeopathy forever You need it for a few months. And then once you start going under your own steam, you need it maybe once every few months. And what you're paying for is the consultation you're paying for, the expertise and what I do. The medicine themselves, they are like $10. I mean, and they last forever, by the way, because you need nano, micro. Quantity. That's why there's no patent in homeopathy. There is no massive profit margins. That's why you don't see adverts. <laughs> you don't oh, see. see, you know, TV programs brought to you from, you know, by blah, blah, blah.
0: <laughs> That's great to know. It's amazing. And and so you said you do work with, you can, it's not something that you have to be in person. No, it's, uh, it
1: works perfectly well online and it's something that I found out straight away because I started to connect with Facebook groups of other mothers and uh, because of the distance, I was always working online via Zoom, um, things like that. It's not a hands-on, I don't need to touch anybody, I don't need to, I just need to talk and listen, basically, yeah, mostly fine. listen.
0: That's great. So and um, maybe we can put something in the show notes, but what's the best way for people to get a hold of you if they wanted to find out more about what it is that you provide?
1: My website is called homeopathyheal.co.uk. So that's H-O-M-E-P-A-T-H-Y-H-E-A-L.co.uk. H- but I'm also on Facebook. I have a group that's specific for autism and it's called Autism Solutions.
0: Very simple. Um, and what's the... It's the homeopathyheal.what? .co.uk .co.uk and then Autism Solutions on Facebook. Okay, well, uh, well, that's that's great to know. And how do you know that some of the changes when they're gradual, take time, how do you know that it it correlates with the work that you do?
1: That's another very good question. So typically the parents that I work with, of course they're trying lots of stuff at the same time. Usually what happens is that um, 99% of people come to me, to homeopathy in general, as a last resort because of course nobody knows that it exists and that's what I did as well, right? right? So they've already been trying lots of supplements. So typically the parents have been trying probiotics for months and omega-3 and omega-6 and the GAPS diet and all this and that and I say, it's not working or we've been doing it for so long and we've seen so little results. And so, you know, you put in something new, things start to shift. So you know that what you're doing is working. Other circumstances, if they're doing something that is a bit more complex, like chelation, for example, chelation. I don't know if you're familiar with the protocol. It's a detox. And it's a procedure that I personally, I, I didn't try because it's quite invasive. It's done through IV. Um, And uh, you have to do it. It's very hard. You have to do it every three hours, day and night. And I thought it's a bit heavy.
0: It can be dangerous too, correct? Like you have to know. You you
1: need to, I don't think it's done in this country. I don't think it it would be allowed. I know some parents in the U.S., but you do work with a nurse, a professional. You have to work with, with a professional therapist. But even so, I mean, it is invasive from, you know, from the physical point of view. It's, uh, it's is painful. it considered
0: homeopathy? Sorry? Is this process or is this treatment considered homeopathy?
1: No, but Something. some parents come to me and they, they are doing this. And so that's when I say, okay, can you just stop that? <laughs> Suspend uh-huh. that if you want to work with me, because I really want to see a clear picture. Awesome. And that's how I know. So that's a bit too heavy. If you're taking supplements, if you're taking other, even other medication, prescribed medication, that's absolutely fine. It's totally compatible with anything else. But in terms of your question, yeah, I'd rather do things, things one at a time so that you know which one is doing what.
0: Right. Uh, it's very exciting. We're all looking for the best. We want the best for our children. A lot of times we don't know what to do. I mean, I, I have therapists in and out of the house. You know, we have IEPs, we have we're you know, the special foods that we're trying to take, and we got special chairs, we you know, we're trying trying all these things. I didn't know that this was a, a pathway that I can try. So
1: Yeah, one of the things, you know, I was kind of lucky because over here Like I said, we don't have ABA. Schools don't really offer anything. The best they can do is maybe speech therapy. And even that we didn't get because our speech therapist basically said, well, you know, he's never going to speak because he doesn't have a physical impediment. A speech impediment is just he's autistic. So he's not going to speak. So I I can't do anything. (laughs) OK, so that was all the speech therapy that we got. Um, and And so I had to find something else. And once I realized that it is actually an internal problem because it is a medical, physical issue, then Uh I thought, okay, so all the therapy in the world is not going to make difference until you sort out what's going on inside your child. I see. And even the supplements, you know, the B12 and this and that, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't work. In in our case, they, they didn't work at all. And then I thought, okay, you really need to get the junk out of your child because the basic issue, the main issue that 99.9% of autistic kids have have is that they cannot detox from all the pollutants that we all get exposed to. And so you need to get the stuff out, (laughs) the rubbish out, and then you can start add in supplements, other things that I work with as well, as well as homeopathy. I also got a qualification in nutrition because I think that food is super important. But even before doing the diet, before doing the supplements, get the gut sorted out, get the junk out, and then put the stuff back in and repair and replenish what needs to be replenished basically, because yes, there are, you know, vitamin uh, deficiencies, B12 for sure. But a lot of the times I tried to give B12 to my son initially, he went nuts. It was like giving him crack cocaine. He was absolutely unbelievable. He couldn't, he couldn't take it. Couldn't go anywhere near B12. Now he can, but that was this thing. I was working with another homeopath and he said to me, stop giving him stuff. <laughs> you need to get the junk out first and then you can put it back in. So I learned from that. But you know, I had to try first, you know, I, I made a lot of mistakes. So that's something else that I can share. Actually the mistakes are, are the, the best part, <laughs> the wow. best thing I can offer because at least you know if I if I tell parents, you know, what not to do, uh, you can save a lot of time, you can save a lot of
0: money. So just to clarify, you you do the Uh, you work with the gut as well as the other pieces that you were talking about.
1: Yes, but holistically,
0: not with
1: supplements, because it's a much more gentle way. When you're doing detox in other ways uh, with supplements, you get a lot of reaction, which is basically the bad bacteria, the bad stuff pushing back against this and you get a lot of reaction. For example, you know, if um, you heard of diflucan, uh, which is an antifungal uh, and it's given to children for candida. Candida is uh, you know um, yeast overgrowth and it's a um, very common issue. Yeah. And uh, the more candida you have, the more severe the aggravation when you use antibiotics, antifungal and so on and so on. So yeah, you can ride it out if, you, if you're if you strong enough. But first of all, your child is suffering. The reason why the aggravation in behavior especially happens is because obviously the child is, is suffering and you know, the, the stomach is, is probably in pain and maybe he cannot even tell you. Hmm. And of course, everybody suffers because the behavior goes worse. So that's what I try to avoid, basically. And so if I can find a more gentle way to do things, why not? I mean, why you don't have to suffer if you, right. you know, if you can help it, right? So, so that's, the, that's the other advantage, actually, of, of homeopathy is way more gentle because it's not, it's working with your body. It's not working against it. Everything in Western medicine is anti-something. It's antibacterial. It's antibiotic. It's anti-parasite. It's it's against a war. It's always a war, yes. and uh, homeopathy is the opposite. It's working with, even with your illness, whatever it is.
0: This is very fascinating, and um, and I know you're busy, and I don't want to take all of your time. Can do? Do you have a, a recommendation for the listeners, for parents out there on? Any thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners with the knowledge that you have? Do you have any thoughts on that? Look around.
1: Look around. you. There
0: are things that you can do.
1: Just educate yourself. Read. Read a lot. I mean, homeopathy, I think, of course, I'm biased. I think it's the best thing. But there are other things. Just look around. Um, If you are naturally minded, there are other things that uh, that you can do i've i've always been leaning towards natural medicine anyway um so this is this is what i do there are other uh modalities that you can look for so but the bottom line is don't don't give up
0: don't give, don't up. give up it can be overwhelming though like there's just it can so many it's just a lot of information and the, with the stress of life and it just can be overwhelming and i i appreciate the encouragement it's just you know is is i'm looking forward to looking into it myself more so i i appreciate that you brought it to our attention um because it isn't something that is talked about a lot it's not something that people know a lot about or at least not the people i've spoken with so i really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show today and and tell us a little bit about homeopathy and and yeah thank you so much for taking the time
1: thank you so much i really really appreciate you invited me it came out of the blue so i'm i'm really really happy
0: connected with with more people from all over the world it's amazing (laughs) i'll be in touch with you and we'll leave information if it's okay for others if they want to reach out to you and and learn more okay Thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. Thank you. Bye-bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes